Welcome to the Sonship and Sexuality Podcast. I'm Augustine Mendoza, and today our episode is entitled Running Strategies. We're going to talk about how to very practically run from sexual temptation in any and every situation. As sons and daughters, it is so important that when we are at our best, that we plan for our worst. When we are strongest, we need to prepare for our moments of weakness. I'm going to give you seven practical strategies that I and many others use that are running strategies to keep your eyes and ears away from sexual tempting situations. Real quick, check out this quick promo um, and then we'll jump into the episode. Running strategies are so important because the enemy is sneaky and loves to get us when we are most vulnerable. The enemy is not a gentleman. He doesn't fight fair. Scripture says that the enemy is like a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the greatest ways that the enemy is attacking a generation today is through subtle bombardment of sexual themes, images, lyrics, or videos that cause us to lower our guard and leave us vulnerable to attack. It is our responsibility as sons and daughters to understand that if the enemy is strategically sneaky, we must be strategically sound in our defensive strategy. Let me say that again. It is our responsibility, not someone else's responsibility. It is our responsibility to understand that if the enemy is strategically sneaky, we must be strategically sound in our defensive strategies. Again, we must prepare when we are at our best, when we're at our strongest, when we're on top of the world, so that when we're at our worst or our weakest moments, we have a strategy in place. Without a strategy, you will fall. You may get lucky every once in a while and be able to slip out of a situation, but 99% of the time, you will fall into temptation. I have done this. I have tried to live without strategy, and it is hard. It's so much harder than it needs to be. You need a strategy in place so that when temptation comes, you know your way out. In Genesis 39, we read the story about Joseph. After being betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery, Joseph finds himself very successfully serving in the house of Potiphar, who is the captain of the guard in Egypt. Joseph is so successful that he ends up being promoted to manage every single thing in Potiphar's house. Joseph was so successful that the Bible says that the only thing that Potiphar put any thought into was what he ate for his meals. That's a pretty great servant. But here exactly at this time is where the enemy chooses to creep in with temptation. Notice that Joseph is at his best. He's thriving. He's leading strong. He has a huge platform. Every creative idea works and every area of his stewardship is flourishing. And that is exactly when the enemy brings temptation. Be careful as a young adult that you don't neglect your running strategies or let your guard down when you are succeeding and thriving. The enemy can literally sneak attack you at any moment. Keep your guard up. So let's pick up the story in Genesis 39, verses 6 through 12. Starting in verse 6, it says, Now Joseph was handsome and good looking. Come on, somebody. If the Bible says you're good looking, you got to be good looking. And then in verse 7, And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But Joseph refused and said to his master's wife, Look with me here. My master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my hand. 
He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself, because you are his wife. How then could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And although she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not consent to lie beside her or to be with her. Note here that the enemy is persistent. The enemy is patient. The enemy will often use temptation over time to wear you down. Again, keep your guard up. Jumping into verse 11, it says, One day, however, when he went into the house to do his work, and while no one else was in the house, dot, 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 hold on. Notice the enemy loves to sneak attack when no one else is around. You are most vulnerable when no one else is around. We'll revisit that in a minute. Jumping back in verse 12, she caught hold of his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. This is a pretty crazy story and it goes on and you can continue reading to know the whole story. But I want to focus on these few verses um, because there's a few key lessons we learn in here that will give us our strategies for how you flee sexual temptation. Notice that Joseph literally ran out of the building. <laughs> he ran away from temptation. He didn't stay there. He didn't coddle it. He didn't say, oh, I, I can just play it off. No, he ran from temptation. If you truly want to walk in sexual integrity, it is going to take some unashamed, obedient, and often radical running changes in your life. Others may not think that you need to live that way, but you are not to be swayed by what other people think. That's not how sons and daughters live. You are to focus on running away from temptation, regardless of what it makes you look like. If you look silly or dumb or even weak, just do it. Run. Radical transformation is reserved for those with radical obedience. If you truly want to live free, it's going to cost you. So now let's make it personal. What is your response? When temptation comes, do you try to ignore it, casually walk away, tell yourself, this won't affect me? Take a lesson from Joseph and don't risk it. Run. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6.18 to run from sexual sin or run from sexual temptation. Stop trying to be tough, put down your pride, and stop acting like it doesn't affect you. You need to learn to run from sexual temptation. So the question I get a lot in this is how? How do we run from sexual sin when it often just sneaks up on you and you don't expect it, you don't see it coming, or it gets you when you're least expecting it? How do I guard my eyes when there's so much stuff all around me? Here are seven strategies that I call the running strategies that can help you in moments of temptation. So if you stumble upon a moment of temptation, whether you're by yourself, you're in the car, you're out in public. There, there's a lot of strategies here that I can help give you. So let's jump into the first one. The first running strategy that we'll talk about is called bounce the eyes. Bounce the eyes. Have you ever been somewhere and a potentially sexual tempting image comes out of literally nowhere? You could be on the beach, you could be in your car and you see a billboard going for a run, working out at the gym. It happens literally every day. These sexual images or temptations, opportunities for your eyes to kind of linger too long somewhere, they come out of nowhere. I realized very quickly in learning to walk in sexual integrity that protecting my eyes 
was a requirement for keeping my mind and heart healthy. One summer day in the mountains of Colorado, I remember vividly some friends and I from high school went on a run. It was a beautiful, very warm day. There were a lot of joggers out that day, and we were having a great time. Uh, all of a sudden, the guy out in front of our run yelled, Eagle! and pointed really dramatically in the sky. As we were running, it caused all of us guys to instantly look up in the sky. However, we saw no eagle. We kept running, slightly confused why eagle had ever been said. When we got to the end of our run, we asked our lead runner why he had cried out eagle. His response was fantastic and I remember it to this day. He said, oh, I saw some college girls who weren't wearing a lot running towards us. I decided to distract you guys until we passed them. <laughs> Literally to this day, I remember that conversation and needless to say, the term eagle became a rallying point for our team of guys for the rest of that summer. And we used the term quite frequently when we went on runs. Still to this day, when I see some girls maybe showing a little bit too much or there's a billboard on the road or a commercial just randomly pops up up on your screen when you're watching TV, um, I can still hear the word eagle in my head. The Holy Spirit can help train you to bounce your eyes from tempting images, but it is your responsibility to guard your eyes. If you train yourself to bounce your eyes like we did in this silly illustration of the eagle, it becomes like a habit that you can't stop. Soon you'll start doing it without even thinking. You might be thinking, you know, like that's a little bit extreme. It's whatever. My eyes can take it. I say I do what it takes to protect my eyes. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll bounce it even if I look a little weird. And being married now, I'm so thankful that I trained my eyes beforehand because my wife never has to worry about my eyes wandering or lingering in places that they shouldn't. So learn to bounce the eyes. The second of the running strategies is what I like to call walk the walk. There was an instance where I went to the movies with some friends while I was in college. Unfortunately, I didn't realize that in this movie there was a very intense and very graphic sex scene. As soon as I realized that this scene was about to happen, I got up and walked out of the theater. I told myself, I'm not going in there for at least five minutes. I literally had to get up, walk out of the place that could be very tempting for me and my eyes, and get out. I call this walk the walk. Literally, wherever you are, in a theater, at a pool, in your room, or just wherever temptation may come, there's something psychological that's super helpful about moving your body away from temptation. Again, you may say that's a bit much, just close your eyes, whatever. Sure, if that works for you, cool. I empower you to do that. But I found that I did not have the resolve to do so, especially in in my younger years of trying to learn to walk in sexual integrity. I, I had to get out of the room. Sometimes you just have to literally get up and leave. Sometimes when I was in college, And when I had a dorm room to myself, I saw something suggestive on my phone, a commercial, a pop-up, whatever, that left my eyes kind of wanting more. So instead of sitting in my room, just trying to ignore it or fight it on my own, I would literally just get up and walk outside of my room, walk around the dorm, walk around campus. I'd pray, I'd speak scripture over myself. I'd literally do anything, but I wouldn't allow myself to sit 
in the place of temptation. Don't allow yourself just to sit in temptation. Walk the walk. I promise you, it helps. The third running strategy that is really helpful, especially now, is the cell phone check. Get it? The cell phone check. Uh, I'll explain. How many times have you ever been watching a movie or a TV show, especially with other people, and found yourself in the middle of a very steamy scene or something that's probably showing a little bit more than what's good for your eyes? And a lot of times those come out of nowhere. What is the most common response in your head? It'll be over soon. Just hold on. You can handle it. I used to think that all the time and my mind was just getting filled with images and videos and thoughts. And I said, you know what? Forget that. Next time I need to do a cell phone check. So if you find yourself watching a movie or show and for some reason you can't turn it off, you can't leave, you're just kind of stuck there, um, do this. Do the cell phone check. Literally pull out your cell phone and all of a sudden your phone needs to be really interesting. It needs to be so captivating that you wouldn't look away from it for anything. I mean, get on social media, scroll and read through things on your feed, go to your favorite blog, open the Bible app. Um, Literally anything, just get your eyes away from those images, the video, whatever. Um, recently I had an example where I had to do this. I was on a plane coming back from Colorado and I was on an end seat and there was a a girl just one row up on an aisle seat. Um, in my area of vision, I could just see her right in front of me. And the girl decided to watch a TV show on the plane, which is totally cool. I do that. Um, but this girl was watching a show, um, where there was a lot of nudity and just very sexually explicit stuff and I was like why is she watching this on the plane but regardless she's right there in front of me and I can't go anywhere I'm trapped I'm in my airplane seat for at least for an hour and a half I'm like what am I gonna do um so immediately my eyes bounced but then I'm like that show's gonna be there at least for an hour so what did I do I had a cell phone check moment I pulled up a podcast started listening to it and I just started taking furious notes I was writing down stuff that I was like I don't even know if I need notes on this. I just started taking notes. Also that my eyes could be distracted and my mind could be otherwise occupied. The cell phone check is a great thing to do if you feel trapped in a situation where you can't move. So utilize the cell phone check. The fourth running strategy that I use is called code word community. Code word community. Um, when I was in college, I developed a new strategy that I called code word community. Basically, I would have one or two of my best friends and we would develop a code word that we would use to text each other when we were really struggling or being sexually tempted. Um, for example, I could text my best friend and say something like the struggle is real. And if I just texted that without any context, my friend would know that I'm feeling some temptation or I'm feeling a little weak and it'd be really easy to pull up some pornography or, or look at stuff that I shouldn't. One of two things would happen after I text this. Immediately, my friend would text praying. It's so important that you have friends that are covering you in prayer that are standing with you. And then, if he could, he would call me right then and there and talk me through it and remind me of who I am. And if he couldn't do it then, he would call when he was free. This brought community and brotherhood into my fight against sexual temptation, especially when I struggled with pornography. We need brothers, we need friends, sisters, as our strength, as people that we can lean on when we're weak. 
Um, God gave us community. God gave us brotherhood so that we could stand with one another. And so I'd encourage you to find a friend or two that you could develop a code word via text message and that as soon as you send it, it's an it's a spiritual SOS. I'm gonna pray for you in that moment, but I'm also gonna call you. I'm gonna remind you of who you are and that you're better than this temptation. You, you, you're not subject to this temptation, but you can rule over it. And so develop some code word community in your life. The fifth running strategy is really simple, uh, but it's actually really helpful. Um, and I call it remove temptation. <laughs> Super simple. Number five is remove temptation. This is another great way to bring community into your struggle with temptation. This works especially well if you live in a dorm or if you have roommates or trustworthy friends that you live in the same building or dorm with or somewhere really close. You have to be able to trust them to help you walk through your sexual temptations. But in moments of temptation, or even if there is a certain time of the day that you know you're just more vulnerable, like late at night, or maybe it's a, a lazy Saturday where you're just at home a lot, you can give your device, your phone, tablet, laptop, whatever, to your friend, your roommate, and have them keep it for you for a specified amount of time. This removes the option uh, of the device as an outlet for sexual temptation. Again, this is a little vulnerable to do, so make sure that you really trust this person and that you've been open with them about your struggles. Again, it also may be a little bit out there and you may say, that's pretty serious and that's kind of crazy and I don't know if I have that bad of a problem. Again, it's not about your problem, it's about leaning into community, leaning into the strength that's found in community. You honestly, uh, could give it to them and say, hey, just keep this for me overnight. I don't want to have it in my room overnight. Or, you know what, I'm going to be at home a lot this Saturday and instead of being on my laptop, can you just take it with you wherever you go? Or can you lock it in a safe or put it under a bed or give it, hide it from, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know where it is. Lock it in your room. I won't go in there. Remove temptation from your life. It sounds simple, but honestly, it helps a lot. You don't need your phone. You don't need your laptop every day. You can put it down for a day. And if you can't, that might be another podcast episode. So <laughs> just remove temptation. The sixth running strategy that I'll give you guys is called go public. That's right, go public. No, we're not doing a baptism. Um, this strategy is super helpful regardless of where you are. It's as easy as it sounds. Just go somewhere public, hang out. Sometimes that requires you getting in your car and literally going to a coffee shop, a restaurant, a park, or just some large event where you know you're going to see a lot of people. It's good for our brains to be outside of our room and out in the light, like literally getting out into the sunlight. It's so good for you. Temptation is like a plant that grows better in a dark room instead of sunlight, but integrity grows better in the light and quickly dies if you're not in the light consistently. You should strive to be a person that is in the light, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Sometimes doing homework or watching Netflix or just chilling alone in a room sounds like a really good idea, but honestly, it ends up being an avenue for sexual temptation if you're not careful. Take your homework outside or go to a study spot like a coffee shop or decide to watch Netflix in a place where a lot of people can see you. If you're at home on the weekend and you feel yourself becoming idle and more prone to sexual temptation, that is exactly where the enemy loves to stage his attacks. Oftentimes, if I felt this way on the weekends or I felt like I was being idle or alone a lot, I would go outside 
and prayer walk for 10 or 15 minutes. It's amazing the difference it makes you feel when you bring the Holy Spirit into your struggle. He is stronger than your struggle. But oftentimes, I found that my physical movement has helped me activate the mental and the spiritual parts of my being as well. Don't get stuck. Go public. Go public. Be in a public place. Most of what you do in private, you can do in public. So just take it to the public. Be out there. And you will be able to walk in the light instead of hiding away in the darkness where temptation can can get you more easily. And lastly, the seventh strategy, which is probably the toughest, but it's probably the best as well. And, and I call this strategy, beat your body. No, no, I, I don't mean physically harm yourself. This terminology comes from 1 Corinthians 9, 27. And if you know me, you know that I quote this verse. I love this verse. I live this verse. This is an awesome verse. Paul is challenging the church in Corinth to submit their flesh their humanly desires, submit those to the standards of the kingdom. Paul writes, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached the gospel to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. Other translations have Paul saying it more blatantly, saying, I punish my body or I enslave my body. In essence, Paul is saying, submit your flesh. Your flesh, in this case of sexual desires or temptation, it can't tell you how to live. You, as a son or as a daughter, live in step with the Spirit who gives us, as sons and daughters, power, love, and self-discipline, according to 2 Timothy 1.7. So what does that look like practically? How do I practically beat my body and make it my slave? Well, when I was in high school, I got to be a part of a program called Man Time. And the purpose of man time was to teach young men how to walk in integrity, specifically sexual integrity, and find strength to do it in community. Twice a week, we would meet over the summer and physically push our bodies to the limit in in groups of team of, of young adult men. We'd go through different challenges and exercises. We pushed ourselves physically, not cutting corners, doing everything with excellence, giving it our all, making our bodies submit to something that we definitely didn't feel like doing every day. We made our bodies submit. And in this, I learned that my flesh doesn't rule me. I can actually master my flesh with the help of the Holy Spirit and godly community. When you're in moments of temptation, you need to remind your body that it does not rule you. Your flesh must submit because you are walking in sonship, not as a slave to your feelings or to your desires. So if you find yourself in moments of temptation, drop and give me 50 push-ups, do an ab challenge, go for a run in the neighborhood, literally leave your room and go to the gym, pick up a basketball, go play soccer or tennis. Being active is essential for walking in freedom. Build up your inner strength by pushing your body physically. Don't allow your flesh to disqualify you from the race. Run hard, do it, Just, just do it like Nike, just do it like Nike. Go and beat your body, make it your slave so you will not be disqualified from the prize. As we conclude our podcast for today, I hope that I've given you some helpful tools that you can use as strategies for when you are tempted. Most of today's temptations come via pornography, social media, TV shows, movies, or apps, but you don't have to subject your eyes, your mind, and your heart to these things. You can walk in freedom and sexual integrity, but 
You must strategically plan your exit ahead of time. Know your running strategies. Plan for your moments of weakness during your times of strength. My encouragement to you today is like Joseph. Run unashamed out of the presence of temptation and run to Jesus. I hope these practical strategies will help you in the days ahead. It helped me a lot in my journey in dealing with pornography and sexual temptation. And and if you know someone that this would help that is a friend or something, um, refer them to this podcast. It would mean a lot to me if you would post this podcast to your social media or you would write a review, share it with a friend that's struggling. Um, We're in this together. Let's be brothers that build each other up, that strengthen each other. Um, And until next week, God bless you. And I just pray that God gives you strength to walk in sexual integrity today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sonship and Sexuality Podcast.